It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. All right, overnight crowders, we are back and it is time to look at the Super Netball competition and netball in general. And we're joined by Sarah Wildey from Edge of the Crowd once again. Sarah, thanks for your time. Thanks for having me again, Jen. Always good. Time to put our focus on the other round ball game, Nettie. And look, we talked this time last week and we tried to put some predictions in place as to who was going to get maybe selected or not selected in the Diamond Squad. Uh, It's now been selected. Uh, How did you think the selection went and you're happy with the squad so far? Yeah, I have to say overall pretty happy with the squad. Um, a lot of expected names uh, did get their spot in the 18 that were chosen, but there were a couple of surprises and a couple of omissions that I spoke about last week mm. that um, just didn't make it in. But um, it was good to see a couple of players, uh, Amy Pomenter from the Giants, she got into the midcourt, and, of course, Danelle Wolland, the third First Nations Diamond uh, selected in the squad. Hopefully we might see her in uh, Diamonds Action come Kong Games. It's one of those things that actually baffles me a little bit that Danelle is only our third. Yeah. Yep. And, I mean, we're, we're saying that with her, the intention of her playing. Well, um, so to, she has to play to, to um, actually be named a Diamond. But um, it's certainly, sh- yeah, it's baffling. But I think it speaks to the programs that need to be put in place to help First Nations athletes make it so, at that high level. Yeah, very true. Um, and I think she um, came out on the announcement and spoke about how proud she was and about the fact mm. that, you know, it is all about if you can see it, you can be it. And she strongly wants to advocate in that way. So if she can leave a legacy that way, it will be not only a netball legacy, but a, a Australia-wide legacy, which would be kind of awesome. So I wish her all the best and hope she does eventually get to take to the court as a diamond. Um, so speaking of some of those omissions that you saw coming, can you remind us of some of the um, players' names that you thought would miss out and have missed out? Well, I, I wasn't sure who would miss out in the midcourt. I thought that they might select more midcourters than any other spot on the court just because there are a lot of options there, a lot of talented netballers in that space. But they've actually only selected six midcourters, which has meant that the likes of Kim Revellian and Kelsey Brown did actually miss out, which was a little bit surprising, shocked quite a few last Thursday mm-hmm. when it was announced that they were, yeah, couldn't believe the firebird in Kim Revellian wasn't in there. But I think... Um, Amy Pimenta being in the squad, it makes it quite defensive heavy in the midcourt. And they've already got a couple of defenders that are normally goal defences that could also push out to that wing defence position. So I'm a little bit shocked at that. Um, and also shocked that they took, they've, they've selected seven shooters. Mm. Um, I don't think they will be taking seven shooters to the Com Games, but we also don't know how many they get to take to the Com Games yet. So um, they've covered all their bases uh, and I'm not really sure who who will be on court out of those seven and, and whether you're taking a very shooter-heavy team that you know just isn't going to take the court. But um, other than that, seems seems a pretty balanced team. Lots of versatility, and I think that's going to be key with so many games in sh- such a short space of time. 
So that's the thing. We, it, it's unknown what requirements are yet for the squad size for Commonwealth yeah. Games. So we don't really know what's next as, as a, in regards to culling the squad further. Yeah, exactly. So I assume that uh, we'll get through the Super Netball season, which still has half a season to go, um, and they'll then meet for camp. So they normally meet for a camp in the middle of the season, but with the timing, that just doesn't seem to be the space for that. So I think uh, Stacey said over the weekend that she'll uh, they'll meet after the season and um, by then they'll know how many they're allowed to take over and it might be different how many travel over in the first place and then how many actually are in the Com Games squad that then get selected for match days and that sort of thing. So, yeah, a lot still to play out, but it's good to have a squad, good to have some some players to really watch this season to see if they can take that step and make a, take a spot if it does get culled from 18. All right. Well, let's turn our attention back to the Super Netball competition. We're up to round six. That's just been completed. And if we start from the beginning of the round on Saturday, it was the Swifts taking on the Lightning and the Lightning came out the winners 69 to 62. Yeah, this is a good performance by the Lightning. They backed up their win from last weekend with another fiery contest, I think <laughs> is the word to, to use there. It was uh, very heated, lots of words between players. Um but I think the both defences were quite strong, but the Lightning came out on top in that respect and were also able to uh, absolutely blitz the super shot to make it count, which the Swifts just weren't able to make it count quite as well. Um, and they did force the Lightning into a few changes in the second half, but it really was all the Lightning for much of the second half and they, they really ran away with it. Riley Batchelor, the young gun, she blitzed it with the super shot, that's for sure. I love the super shot, I, and I struggle to remember what 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 life was like before we embraced the super <laughs> shot. But I know it's still in relative, you know, it's relatively new when you think about the history of the game. But still, I'm a big fan. Uh, the second game on the Saturday was Vixens versus Thunderbirds. Probably went to script with the Vixens winning fifty three forty seven. Yeah, I, I do think it went to script. Uh, the Thunderbirds certainly challenged, and I think had they had Lenny Potgater out there on court, they might have even challenged a bit harder. But um, unfortunately, she was a late out on Saturday, and it meant that young Lucy Austin took the court uh, for her first game as a Thunderbird, um, and she started the game, and it started all right, but uh, certainly the other Austin, Kira Austin for the Vixens, she really took over, and uh, the Vixens, yeah, just pretty much put their foot down in the second half and even the, third, the fourth quarter, sorry, and, yeah, really ran away with a six-goal win, pretty comfortable in the end, um, but... Thunderbirds should be fairly proud of how they went. Um, I think they did enough to say that they're, they're still a, a competitive team, but they're um, just not quite at the Vixens level. And then we shifted across to Sunday and the Firebirds took on Collingwood Magpies. And in this instance, it didn't go to script. This was an upset, I believe, with uh, the Pies winning 67 to 59. Yeah, this is an interesting one. It, it was a an upset. I, I would say it was an upset. Mm. Absolutely. Um, it was a really strong defensive effort from uh, the Magpies to keep the ball from reaching Danelle Wallam. And I think that was the key there was they, they stopped it before it even got to her in the circle. So um, the, the defenders and a young Zoe Davies just in her second game in the Super Netball, she absolutely took it up to Gretel Buetta. And that was, I think, one of, one of the reasons. There was obviously many, but one of the reasons that, yeah, they were able to turn over so much ball before it even reached the Firebirds um, front end and slow them down, which the Firebirds play a really fast um, game style. 
and slowing them down is key. And the Magpies were able to do that. And then they were able to convert as well. 67 goals is huge for the Magpies. So they'll be really pleased with that. And yeah, hopefully that can turn around their season. They had some players returning from COVID too. So that makes it even more impressive. Now, we've gone from one upset to another game that I think would stun most people who follow Super Netball, but the Giants, they stunned the fever, 74-73. Oh, this is one of my favourite, like, new rivalries in his Super Netball because these teams have played quite a few times, especially at the end of last year. They played three times last year and it was close every time um, and it was the Giants that kicked the Fever out of finals last year so I think the Fever were keen to get one back on the Giants but unfortunately that did not happen. They also had two late COVID outs uh, so Jess Ansis and Sasha Glasgow who are two of their starting seven didn't take the court um, and it did mean the Giants had some surprises there with the likes of like Chelsea Pittman and that rocking up to play um, <laughs> but the, uh, they, they, yeah the Giants were impressive. Um, I think Hart and winning her matchup over Bruce, that was a, a massive influence on the game. And also Dwyer had another great game. She's starting to put together a good season. Um, and I think that, that the Fever did really fight back. And Dan Ryan said it after the match, you know, he was proud of their fight, but they just couldn't quite claw their way back to, to win. Yeah, an interesting game that looked like really the Giants owned three of the quarters and Fever mm. had one big quarter. I think it was quarter three. Uh, and it looked like you know they'd righted the ship in the in the script wise, and then just couldn't compete in that that fourth quarter again. So yeah, massive victory for the Giants. Now looking at round seven upcoming, we've got the Firebirds versus the Swifts. Love this game. This is one of the rivalries of back in the A and Z Premiership days. Um, this is this is a great one. Uh, Firebirds should be ready to bounce back. Really, a disappointing loss to the Magpies on the weekend. They'll be wanting to bounce back. Another home game. Swift travel, they also want to bounce back a couple losses on the trot. So, yeah, they will want to really take it up to the Firebirds. But I think at home, Firebirds, they've got to get back on track. And I think they'll have the team to do it over the Swift. Okay, Firebirds for that one. And then Thunderbirds versus the Fever, the, the other Saturday game. Yeah, Thunderbirds here, that home game, they've put up a good fight. But the mm. Fever will be keen to get back on the winner's list. A one goal loss from the weekend will will have disappointed them. They'll have some things to work on this week and they'll rock up in Adelaide and I'm sure, yes, they will uh, tr- try their best to put down a very solid win. I think Thunderbirds hopefully will have Lenny back. Um, it, it's a knee injury is what the Thunderbirds have said, uh, that they just wanted to rest her after such a, a big couple of weeks. Um, so hopefully she's back because that could make a difference. Um, I'd prefer her to be going up against Courtney Bruce than um, a very young Lucy Austin. But um, if, uh, yeah, whatever happens, I, I think the Thunderbirds will put up a fight, but Fever should get the win. Fever for the win. Lightning versus Giants, the first of the Sunday games. Yes, first Sunday game. This is an interesting one considering the, both of them are coming off um, wins and Giants obviously only by one goal, but an impressive win over the Fever. Um, so they travel up to the Sunshine Coast and it, it'll be a, a clash of two young goal circles um, if the likes of Riley Batchador and Sophie Dwyer run the show. Um, and I, I honestly don't know here. Yeah, I think maybe the home crowd could get the lightning over the line, but I th- it'll be a close one. And the Giants have shown they're quite good at winning close ones. So I'm not too sure, but I'll go Lightning. Okay, Lightning just. And then to finish off the round, Vixens versus uh, Magpies. Yes, the uh, 
Victorian Melbourne Derby. Yep. Um, I'm not quite sure what it, what it fits, yeah. considering it's Collingwood versus Melbourne. But yeah, uh, it's a it's a good uh, match up here. Uh, realistically, the the Vixens are a stronger side, but the Magpies have shown plenty of fight in the last couple of weeks. So it it'd be interesting to see if they can back that up for a third weekend in a row. Um, not quite sure they can, so I would have to say Vixens here. They also want to keep putting down the wins. Yeah, I imagine Vixens for me as well. Sarah, thanks so much for joining us again here on the Overnight Crowd and updating us on everything in the netball world. Thanks so much for having me again. It's been great always to speak to Sarah Wildey from the edge of the crowd. Uh, Coming up, we'll have time for your calls and your texts, but just remember as we head into round seven, the tips are Firebirds, Fever, Lightning just at home, and then the Vixens to finish off round seven. We'll talk soon here on the Overnight Crowd. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.